0: 50, the progressive voice of Minnesota, it's the Matt McNeil Show. Michael Broadcorp has a few minutes to join us today to talk about uh, things going on in politics in Minnesota. Of course, follow him on Twitter, mBroadcorp, as well as also you follow him on his website there where uh, you will get not only uh, his, his takes there, but of course, he's got a podcast now, which you can follow as well. Uh, that's uh, at, uh, uh, at MichaelBroadcorp.com. Michael, thank you very much. I appreciate the time.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to be
0: on. Of course, man. The the um, you, you know, of course the the big thing that's been going on in this big uh, you know kind of conflict. The, Wall signs the bill to feed you know the breakfast and lunch to the kids of the state. Um, has a as you say a photo op that politicians only dream of because of this. The kids mobbing him there. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's really put out a stark difference between, you know, Steve Druskowski out there basically saying, I don't know of anyone who's hungry. I don't know of anyone that's had a lack of food. And there almost seems to be this this element trying as hard as they can to basically push back on this. Your point is, is that whether you agree with this or not, this issue is over. You should not be trying to fight this.
1: Yes. I mean, first of all, just because a Republican brings up an issue doesn't mean Democrats should fight to it. And just because Democrats bring up an issue doesn't necessarily mean that Republicans should fight it. There is legitimate policy concerns that some Republicans have raised about uh, feeding kids uh, at for breakfast and lunch at schools. I think that those messages have been drowned out by the unreasonable examples that you just cited. And this fight is over with. And politics is all about messaging and, and the optics of it. And i got to tell you something. The, 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 the PR value, the policy value, the political value of Governor Tim Walz going to a school and getting hugged by kids for feeding them at breakfast and lunch is just political gold. And to think that Republicans go out and want to message against that is just astounding to me. It's just it's like being against apple pie. It's like being against the American flag. It just astounds me that they would take that type of policy position. There are some fights worth having. This fight is over with. The governor and legislative Democrats and the Republicans and the few Republicans who supported this won. And everyone else should. And the, the people who want to fight this should go back to their, their corner.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the Republicans that did vote for this, especially the metro area Republicans. Can I make a point? They missed. A, I think they missed an opportunity to be there. You know, and because, you know, no one's really going to hold it against them for for passing this bill, I don't think, in future elections, especially any of the senators. That's three years away. But, you know, you're there. I I mean, if I want to endear myself to metro area people, yeah, I voted for this bill and I have no problem. I might have some issues with it, but, you know, I supported it. I, I think that some Republicans should kind of get to that point where they, you know what, if if I have a photo opportunity here, I'm going to go do it. And they, I think that they should have, uh, you know, if I was you know, advising them, I would have told them, you know, get past the Republican gruff and go out there because that's going to be a good thing for you come campaign season.
1: I have to tell you that there are a few images in Minnesota politics that really cement in. I think Wendy Anderson, former Governor Anderson, being on the cover of Time Magazine, yep. saying Minnesota, the good life, holding that fish, is a great opportunity. What, what occurred with Governor Walz, last week, that the signing of this bill is absolute political gold. And if I was a Republican who had signed on to that, I, I would have driven as fast as I can to be a part of that press conference because that is just a great messaging. Yeah. It's great visuals. It's great optics. And in this day and age, it's important to do. And I think that that was a home run for Governor Wallace. whoever set up that event, those schools. I think that was, those were heartfelt moments. They were sincere moments, and I think this is probably an issue that's probably 80-10, 80-20, 90-10. I think, the, aside from uh, maybe some uh, Republican activists in Goodhue County that may not like it, as I was talking to someone today, if, if you're concerned about the governor's agenda that, that he's that he's and what the Democrats have focused on, that's fine. Let's set that aside for a second. Show me an example of where it's hurting him in the polls. If I was a betting person. My guess is that Governor Walz's poll numbers have gone up, that his job approval rating has gone up because he's at the helm of state government. Yes, there's one party control, but the system is moving. Now, Republicans and can disagree about what's being passed and what's being done, but the system is working. There's bills and there's progress being made. And for him to have these bill signings to turn into these, these, these events, I think, are really powerful.
0: The biggest threat to Republicans taking back the House in 2024, I think, are the Republicans themselves from these safe districts, the Draskowskis, Luceros, the, the Walter Hudsons that are out there who do not care about winning statewide. They've got their district. They're not about to get lose. They get beloved by being as far right as they can, and they do not understand the damage that it's doing especially in anywhere near the metro area, to have Republicans out there saying, let's not feed kids or something like that. You know, I I think that the biggest threat to Republicans taking back the House are the Republicans themselves at this point.
1: As you were saying that sentence, I was answering it in my head, and I was hoping we would come to the same conclusion. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. The Republicans are the biggest worst enemies right now. We have Republicans in some of these districts where their, their only constituency is the activists who endorse them. And and who they only answer to are those activists. And so what they what they what they go out and do. And I and I and I talked about this a little bit on social media this weekend. They go out and they message to those activists, missing the opportunity to build the party and message to the greater electorate. And that's the opportunity. These are wasted seats. Then when you have Republicans going out there that are only messaging to such a small group of activists. And 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 what happens? What seems to be happening is it's the Republicans who have the safest seats, but seem to have the loudest microphones right now. And that's the danger is that we're not hearing from Republicans, the few Republicans that represent the suburban districts who feel safe speaking out on some of these issues are the Republicans who are in deep red districts. And what they're doing is they're speaking up and they're painting the rest of the Republicans in this state into a corner and they're, and they're, and they're smearing them with the same brush. And that's what's unfortunate. You're exactly right. The greatest Impediment to Republicans winning statewide are other Republicans right now, not
0: Democrats. Can do you think the Republican Party can get control of this and at the very least look at these guys and say just just at least the year of the election, stay off the social media, don't do this? Or do you think to a point since you know some of these guys, is it a lost cause? Is it are they just so addicted to their own press?
1: I think it's. An, I think that I think that they they love the echo chamber. There's safety in the echo chamber, Matt. There's safety yeah. in speaking only to the base. When you, when you have to go out and articulate a message to the broader states, that's, that's when you start to you know, get into a much more delicate situation. Uh, why, why a lot of these Republicans are so brave right now is because they are just, in essence, speaking to echo chambers. If they had to start speaking to the broader state, that's when they would start to feel some pressure and, and start to, I think, have to moderate some of their positions. But that's not what they feel right now. And so to some of the members that, that you cited... I think their interest isn't. In, I think they have no interest in building the state statewide. I think what they're interested in is in consolidating and building their political power, their sphere of influence, and and, and building the state statewide. I think based on some of the messaging and arguments that they made, I think it's pretty clear to me that they would probably even concede and believe that that is too much of a haul right now, too much of an ask. Mm-hmm. And so they're just focused on themselves, and it's just it's selfish politics, and mm-hmm. it's not a team dynamic. Uh, It's not a team dynamic, and ultimately it's it's not going to help build the party statewide.
0: Uh, I want to drive people really quick to your podcast. You have a great blurb that you put out there uh, from uh, J.P. Kolb that basically he he talks about, and this goes both sides of the, the hammer, folks. You can't basically be outraged by out-of-control protests if that – when it's your side, you don't seem to be too bothered by this. And I'm I'm consistent. I don't think – no, it's not good to storm Supreme Court justices' house. In the same sense, it's not good to storm the uh, the, the U.S. Capitol building. You just don't do these things. That being said, I want to encourage it because I think the more people hear stuff like that, Michael, the better we become because at least then we can have discussions.
1: I think you're right, sir. And I was proud of the discussion that that, that Becky Cher, and I had with Jeff Cole on the podcast talking about that. It's important that Republicans and Democrats uh, join in in understanding that there's a place in politics for free speech, respectful dissent, um, but showing up at people's houses, protesting with such aggressiveness and fervor is not acceptable. It's going to lead to someone getting hurt. Uh, and whether it's happening to Democrats or Republicans, it needs to stop, and there needs to be a bipartisan chorus of people who stand up to it.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Michael Broadcorp, uh, once again, go to michaelbroadcorp.com. I'll link to everything a little bit later on. The book is still fantastic. Uh, Michael Broadcorp, as always, thank you very much. I appreciate the time.
1: Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to be on.
0: You got it, man. Michael Broadcorp, kind enough to take some time with us today. Let's take a break a little early here. We'll wrap up the show when we do return. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. I got some thoughts on what he had said there. It is the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950.
1: Uh-huh.